What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video and today I'm gonna to be jumping into my week one fantasy football rankings. So today I'm gonna to be talking about the running backs and the quarterbacks. Tomorrow I'll be going through the wide receivers and the tight ends and I'm gonna be completely transparent with you guys. I think week one rankings are the toughest rankings to do throughout the entire season because we will never know less than we do right now. Right after one week, we're gonna see the usages of all 32 teams we're going to see which players they're throwing out there for, you know, what percentage of time. We're going to see what running back has the third down role, what running back has the early down role, what running back has the red zone role. Right now, this is all just speculation, right? So the way I kind of do my week one rankings, I put it very similarly to how I have my, uh, you know, season long rankings. So my rankings heading into the season. Another thing that we're kind of unsure about is defenses. We have a general idea of what like the tougher defenses are going to be the weaker defenses, but in reality, right, things can shift so quickly. We just do not know a ton heading into week one. So these are going to be pretty similar to my, you know, season long rankings. So just understand that. And then before I get into it, I do just want to say that, you know, these are not like set in stone. These can still evolve throughout the week. So if you're looking at, you know, the rankings, you have two running backs who are back to back. Don't just blindly start the one I have ranked one spot higher. There is nothing worse than, you know, you're ready to set your lineup. You feel confident in one guy. You want to go with your gut. Someone talks you out of it. And then that player you sat ends up going off. So just keep that in mind. You know, if your gut's telling you to start Rashad Penny over Christian McCaffrey, don't listen to your gut there. But if it's close, you know, these are definitely kind of malleable throughout the week. And then if you guys do have any questions, uh, start sit, waiver wire, trade advice, draft advice, whatever it is, just drop it down below. Just give me like the scoring setting. So PPR, half point PPR standard just helps me, you know, give you guys the best answer. Let's jump into the running backs. We're going top 36, starting it off with Christian McCaffrey. Regardless of whether or not you have McCaffrey ranked as your number one player, I do think he should be the number one running back for this week because the whole issue with McCaffrey is the health, right? If we don't know, he's going to play a full season. Week one, he is healthy. So we have to assume he's going to be playing in this game. He's going to be 100%. So he's number one. I have Jonathan Taylor at number two. Then I feel like, you know, three through like maybe even eight, nine, 10, 11, it could kind of just be one big tier here. I don't get super caught up on ranking these early running backs because if we're being totally honest, these guys are just locked into your lineup anyway, right? Like if you're having to choose between Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, you're either a fantasy god or you're in like a four-team league. So I have Henry at number three, Eckler at four, Cook at five, Kamara at six, Saquon at seven, Swift at eight, Mixon at nine, Najee at 10. I don't think I said this at the top, but this is going to be PPR rankings. You know, that's the format that I'm most familiar with. I feel like, you know, I can put out the best content that way, but you know, you can still take value from these if you're in half point PPR standard, just kind of adjust obviously with what you know about these guys. So Najee at 10, we've got Fournette at 11, Aaron Jones at 12. I do think, you know, there's a pretty decent cutoff between those top 12 and then, you know, getting into your RB2s. At 13, I have James Conner. 14, I have Javante Williams. I could actually see myself ranking Javante lower than this in, you know, upcoming weeks, but he does have a solid matchup against the Seahawks. I think this is a game where they could get ahead early. Javante is getting a lot of work kind of closing it out. So he comes in at 14. I have Nick Chubb at 15. Travis Etienne was someone who I thought I was going to have a little bit lower just because we're not exactly sure what his role is going to be. He could be a guy who peaks more, you know, later in the season. But then I'm looking at the running backs and like, I think I have Etienne ranked ahead of Chubb in my season long rankings. 
but that's the only spot really where I dropped him because there's just such a fall off from, you know, ETN and Chubb, then getting into like Akers, Montgomery, even Zeke this week, but I'll get into it. So he's going to stay here at 16. I would like to see what kind of role he's going to have, but if you drafted him third, fourth round, I'd feel totally fine throwing him into your lineup as an RV2. Got Cam Akers at 17. It will be interesting to see how that running back room shakes out. David Montgomery at 18. I have Zeke at 19. If this was a neutral matchup, I would have Zeke a little bit higher. I will say like the Cowboys running backs here, it's probably the one backfield where I really looked at the matchup and was like, yikes, this is not a good one. Like I said, we don't know a ton about the defenses, but I know one thing about the Bucks defense, and that is that their run defense is fantastic. Ever since Bowles has been the defensive coordinator there, it's been incredibly stout. Now he's the head coach. I don't really see why that changes. They haven't had a ton of turnover on the defensive side of the ball. So I just think this is a bad, bad matchup for Zeke. We saw last year they played in week one. It was a similar story. Really struggled, very inefficient. So if he has a bad week one, you know, don't hit the panic button and freak out. It's possible. But it's also possible, you know, he gets a goal line carry or two, potentially saves his week with a touchdown. Then we've got Josh Jacobs at 20, Elijah Mitchell at 21, A.J. Dillon 22. And then after those guys, we're kind of getting into these like end of the dead zone players. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 23, Chase Edmonds at 24. And these are the running backs where we are just kind of unsure what their workload is going to be. Is CEH just going to be the early down guy? How much receiving work is he getting? Is he getting the goal line opportunities? These are questions that are going to be answered. Same thing with Chase Edmonds. How much early down work is he getting? I'd assume he has the majority of the third down work, two minute drill opportunities, but just stuff that we can learn about these running backs. Then breaking into the last 12, I have Antonio Gibson at 25. With Brian Robinson out, I'm expecting him to kind of take over that role he had last year. A very low ceiling role, but somewhere in where he's going to be involved. He's not going to have receiving work, or at least not a lot of it, but he'll probably get the red zone touches. Not going to be on the two-minute drills, but we'll have early down work. So, you know, a decent floor, low ceiling type of play. Brees Hall, I think, is probably the player where I have the biggest difference in terms of, you know, where I draft them and redraft to where I have them ranked in week one. And the reason for this is that I think Brees Hall is going to be a player who peaks later on in the season. He's going to be a guy who backloads his points, Jonathan Taylor style, his rookie season. You know, he may start out slow. It may be a little bit of a committee, but, you know, we get into week eight, week nine. He starts to firmly take over that backfield. I feel like that's where Brees Hall is going to win you guys your leagues. So he's at 26 here. He's probably going to be splitting with Michael Carter. I do have him ranked significantly higher than Carter just because I think he's the far more talented player but he's coming in as like a high-end RP3. If you drafted him fourth round, you know, and you have to start him, I don't think he's a bad start. I just wouldn't panic if he's giving you, you know, mediocre production early on. Then getting into more of these running backs with interesting roles, Kareem Hunt at 27, Damian Pierce at 28. I think a lot of people are very interested to see how Damian Pierce does this week. Rashad Penny at 29. He's a guy who could move up or down depending on the health of Kenneth Walker. So right now, I'd expect Kenneth Walker to not play in this game. If Walker is out, then Penny could be seeing a workload similar to what he saw at the end of last year where he was just falling out. Obviously, this is not a great matchup against the Broncos. Probably not going to be a great game script either. So I'm not expecting like the, you know, 20-point performances he was putting on last year. But I mean, if he's getting the majority of the carries in this backfield, he's someone who should definitely move up a few spots. If Kenneth Walker is good to go and this is a full-on committee, then he's someone who would probably move down. J.K. Dobbins is someone who slots in here as like a placeholder ranking. If I had to bet, 
I'd say J.K. Dobbins is either not going to play in this game or be very, very limited. If Obviously, if he's not playing, you're not going to start him. Even if he's limited, this is not someone I want to be throwing into my lineup. It's probably going to take him a few weeks of actually playing to get back to 100%, back to his full workload. And he was never a guy who had a massive workload, right? Like the peak for Dobbins is probably 15, 16 carries per game. So if he's, you know, warming up on 9, 10, that's not someone you want in your lineup. It's unfortunate because it's a really nice matchup here, but this is a placeholder spot. Just something you're going to have to evaluate throughout the week, you know, keep up to the uh, beat reports, all of that, and then see kind of what his health is looking like. 31, I have Cordero Patterson. I think he slots in as a solid RB3 play. 32, I have Tony Pollard. He's someone who I normally will have higher. Very similar reasons to Zeke here. Pollard actually may be the guy who's more matchup proof in this spot because he's going to be working out of the slot, getting some receiving work but still just not a great matchup here for the Cowboys running backs. Miles Sanders is in a similar spot to J.K. Dobbins. He's missed a lot of time with a hamstring injury. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to go. If we get any indication that Miles Sanders is not 100%, he is someone I do not want touching my lineup. He's someone who is already slotted in to be in a committee. We don't know if he'd be getting the red zone work. So if he's in that committee and limited in that committee, just totally out on him. If he is 100%, maybe he moves up a slot or two, but I'd still be a little bit weary of it. Also unfortunate, you know, just like Dobbins, because this probably is a decent matchup against the Lions, but, you know, it is what it is. 34, I have Ramondre Stevenson, and also 36, I have Damian Harris. I'm very interested in seeing how that Patriots backfield looks. I'm not someone who really wants to start either of these guys week one. I think long-term Ramondre is the better option but just want to see it first before I really pick one of these guys as a starter in my lineup. And then Devin Singletary at 35. I feel similarly about this Bills lineup. You know, how involved is Zach Moss going to be? How involved is James Cook going to be as a pass catcher? Interested in all of those things. So those are my top 36 uh, running backs. Now moving over to the quarterback position. Once again, these are going to be pretty similar to my uh, overall redraft rankings. You know, maybe a few little tweaks here and there. We're going to start it off with Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Josh Allen was my number one heading into the season. Lamar has a great matchup against the Jets. Josh Allen at two, a tougher matchup against the Rams, but elite QB option. You're going to start him no matter what. And I've got Justin Herbert going up against the Raiders. This game could be a shootout. Herbert could put up some monster numbers. Jalen Hurts with a nice matchup against the Detroit Lions. Then I've got Kyler and uh, Patrick Mahomes back-to-back actually going up against each other. So Kyler at five, Mahomes at six. I have Brady at seven, Trey Lance at eight. I believe in season long, I have Trey Lance ranked at number seven. If you own Trey Lance and you have another solid option at quarterback, I wouldn't hate if you wanted to start like a a Burrow or a Russ ahead of him just to kind of see what he looks like. I personally think he can come in and produce right away. My, you know, drafting Trey Lance is not betting on him being a fantastic NFL quarterback. My betting on Trey Lance is him being decent enough to give you really strong rushing production and put up solid fantasy points. The Jalen Hurts season from last year. That is what I'm expecting. If Trey Lance comes out and is a really good NFL quarterback, I mean, then you're looking at the ceiling of a QB1 overall. So I don't think he has to be amazing to, you know, give you mid-tier QB1 production. So I am going to have him here at number eight. If you're a little bit concerned, I think that's totally fair. Start a more reliable guy. But personally, I'd be in on Trey Lance here at QB8. And I've got Russ at number nine in his revenge game against the Seahawks. 
Burrow at number 10, Dak at number 11. I think this is a decent matchup here for Dak. They're probably going to be pretty pass-heavy given the Bucks' run defense. Also, he really balled out last season against the Bucks in Week 1, but it's also a spot where the wide receiver room is just not there. You've got C.D. Lamb, Gallup is likely not going to play. I think pretty much confirmed he's not going to be playing here. So, you know, kind of a balance of good and bad there. Matthew Stafford at 12. Then we're starting to get into the, like these fringe QB1s. Derek Carr going up against the Chargers. Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings. I actually think that I listed Winston as a sit in the start-sit rankings and uh, Kirk Cousins as a start. I think you can start both of these guys. The more I thought about it, this is a really solid matchup for Winston. I do believe in him as a fantasy asset this year. So I think either of those guys are fine to go with. Kirk at 16 going up against the Packers. 17, I have Matt Ryan going up against the Texans. Solid matchup there. 18, Trevor Lawrence going up against the Commanders. I was going to say football team, but Commanders. Then we've got, you know, continuing with these young quarterbacks, Tua at 19 against the Patriots. Justin Fields at 20 against the 49ers. Then 21, I have Daniel Jones going up against the Titans. Also interested in seeing how that... Uh, Giants offense looks, hopefully a lot of Saquon, hopefully a lot of Kadarius Toney, 22, Ryan Tannehill, 23, Baker Mayfield, and then 24, Carson Wentz. I strongly considered throwing Marcus Mariota in there. I just want to see this Falcons offense. He could be someone who is like a, you know, poor man's version of Jalen Hurts, where he can give you that rushing production. Probably obviously going to be less solid for fantasy, but can give you rushing production and doesn't have to be like a sensational passer to produce. But just kind of want to see how this Falcons offense looks because in terms of the weapons department, they're definitely lacking, you know, minus Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So those are my, uh, you know, running back quarterback rankings. Like I said at the top, any questions, drop those down below. And then if you're waiting for the wide receivers and tight ends, those are going to be coming out tomorrow. As always, thank you guys for stopping by. The last few videos have been blowing up, so I really, really appreciate it. Thank you again, and I'll see you guys in the next one.